Stop multitasking. We're going to begin with a warm-up activity. Get a sheet of paper, turn it horizontally, landscape, and then separate it into four sections where you can write text. In the top two sections, you're going to do the first part of the activity. In the bottom two sections, you're going to do the second part of the activity. So for the first part, uh, get a timer ready. You can just use your phone and press start and then write the following two lines. On the first line, write the phrase, multitasking is a lie. And then on the second section, write the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19. And then hit stop on the timer and see how long it takes you. Okay, go ahead and do that. Now, for the second part of the activity, you're going to do that exact same thing. So in sections, you know, the third and the fourth section on the piece of paper, you're going to write the sentence multitasking is a lie, and then you're going to write the numbers 1 to 19. But this time, you're going to write one letter and then one number. So M and then 1, U and then 2, L and then 3. In case you're wondering, yes, there are 19 letters in the phrase multitasking is a lie. Time yourself. Go. I don't care how talented you are, there's no way you can do the second part of this activity faster than the first part because you're constantly switching between these two tasks that are otherwise pretty simple, which is writing a sentence and writing down the numbers 1 through 19. Your brain is constantly changing tasks. This is a form of multitasking, which is actually called switch tasking. When you do this, the time it takes you to do these things increases, the quality of your activity decreases, and the stress that you experience goes up. This is why multitasking is a lie, because while we tell ourselves that we're being productive when we're doing multiple things at once, that's almost never the case. There is sometimes an exception to this rule. If you're doing something that's a highly physical activity, which is kind of in your muscle memory, it's extremely automatic. So driving a car for many people is this type of activity. Then you can do two things at once. For example, having a conversation while driving a car. But texting while driving a car, we all know how that turns out. So as a self-directed learner, when you want to get stuff done and be productive and actually focus, a clear and unsexy but important step is to eliminate your distractions. The phone is the number one distraction. Put it on airplane mode or do not disturb mode, or even better, put it into a different room, or even better than that, put it into some sort of locked box. I even have a friend who was working on writing a book and he had to put his phone into one of those locked kitchen timer boxes where you set the time that the box will be locked and then you hit start and you cannot unlock the box for that period of time. So he would put it in there for periods of multiple hours so that there's no way he could pick it up. If you're in a crowded household, then put a sign on your door that says keep out or find some other place where no one can talk to you or interrupt you. This is why libraries are great. This is why co-working centers are great. There's a culture of Leave me alone to do my work. And of course, make sure that your basic needs are fulfilled. Food, water, bathroom, 
etc. Next, try to just work on one thing at a time. So when I ran these writing retreat programs for teenagers through Unschool Adventures, we would often have a really positive culture of, of writing, and it was helpful to walk around and everyone seems to be thinking or talking or working on writing, but sometimes it was still hard for teenagers in that program to write. So we developed this activity called the Power Hour, in which everyone who participated in this one hour of focused work agreed to only do writing for that hour. And it was a light, informal competition to see who could write the most words. And it really worked. Everyone focused really intensively during those power hours. But when you're not surrounded by a group of people, you need to figure out how to create these sort of time-intensive work sessions for yourself. And that's where the Pomodoro technique comes in. This is a popular productivity technique that involves a Pomodoro kitchen timer. That's something that looks like a, a red tomato. And you can twist it and it will count down a certain amount of time. And what people like to do with this is to set a 25-minute timer in which they focus exclusively on one task. And then following that 25-minute session, there's a five-minute break where you're supposed to get up and go away from your work, stretch, or who knows, just go outside, jump around. Uh, that's when you can check your phone. That's when you can allow yourself to become a little distracted, but only for five minutes. And then it's time to start another Pomodoro. And so it's a way of going 25 minutes intensive work, five minutes real relaxation. 25 minutes intensive work, five minutes relaxation. And you can stack as many of these on top of each other as you'd like. And you'd be surprised at how powerful this simple act of saying, okay, for this 25 minute period, I'm really just going to work on one thing, no phones, no multitasking, nothing else. Because then in the back of your head, you know that you're going to get this five minute break and it's coming up pretty soon. So your activity for this lesson is to choose something that you've been meaning to work on, something you've been putting off or getting distracted from, and try to do three Pomodoro sessions in a row. 25 minutes intensive work, five minutes real break. Do that again, and then do it again after that. If you can turn this into a habit, if you can choose to stop multitasking for just an hour or two out of each of your days, it's incredible how much you can get done. 